0: Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradz. On this episode of the Your Life, Your Terms show, we have Craig Ballantyne. And Craig is the author of The Perfect Day Formula, The Perfect Week Formula, and the Wall Street Journal best-selling author of Unstoppable. He's an international coach and business strategist. Craig is most widely known for his inhumane discipline and proven systems that help top-performing entrepreneurs increase their performance and double their revenue all while working less. And this discussion with Craig really got me going. I personally love this stuff. It kind of reminded me of the days where I transitioned out of the corporate world when Nick and I quit our jobs and into the creation of Rockstar Real Estate because at that moment in time, I used a lot of the systems. And and, and they've just become ingrained in us. But that's when I really decided I was going to use a lot of the systems that Craig actually discusses on today's episode of the podcast. So I think you'll get a lot from this. I hope you will anyway. And I think especially during these times talking to a lot of different people, we're all slightly struggling with our routines and keeping the drive going. Everything's been turned upside down on us a little bit, so that's to be expected. So I think it's perfect timing to talk to Craig and listen to what he has to share around these topics. And I'm holding my hand his book, The Perfect Week Formula. If you get a chance to grab this book and you're interested in these kinds of topics, he has all his different routines for the morning, how to get stuff done, his tutu, his tutu lit his to-do list strategies, why can't I say that? His to-do list strategies, which sound maybe simple, but they're super advanced. So he is jammed, I would say from going through his book, I feel like he's jammed like 30 books into one book, like he's just condensed all the best pieces from different books into this book. So it's it's a great read. It's called The Perfect Week Formula. Build your business around your life, not your life around your business. I love it, I'm gonna keep it handy. With that, let's get out. Actually, before we get on the show, I just want to mention over the last few weeks, we've had a lot of people talk to us about real estate and where real estate is headed. If you want to join the Rockstar Inner Circle membership, we are still doing our introductory training classes. Right now, we are doing them virtually. So we don't know if we're going to continue that forever, but temporarily, we are doing them virtually. If you want to get access to that, to understand how we are approaching the real estate market in these times, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com. So that's www.rockstarinnercircle.com. And on that page, you will find links to our introductory training classes. You'll also find links to different videos and podcasts like this and um reports and free copies of our book all at rockstarinnercircle.com but if you want to come out to that virtual free training class that we're doing online you can register to uh to that off www.rockstarinnercircle.com okay enough let's get on with the show
1: are you ready to live life on your terms is it time to take charge real estate business building the economy health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Caradza. Are you ready? Let's go.
0: Hey, welcome everyone. It's Tom Caradza, and I am very fortunate to have Craig Ballantyne on all the way from British Columbia. I'm in Toronto. I'm in Oakville. I'm not even in Toronto proper. I'm like on the West Coast. You were at our old office. You have to come to our yeah, you have to come to our new office. My mic wasn't getting, it wasn't working. I got this fancy, you know, mic all set up. It wasn't working. So I've been, I've been juggling to get you onto this right now. I'm yeah, going to be great. Struggling a little bit. But uh, the reason I'm really excited to talk to you today is because I know from talking to a bunch of people on our own team and a bunch of our clients and our members that we work with, this common question keeps coming up about drive. So I want to ask you, you know, how do you create drive? How do you create kind of some purpose in your life and daily routines for that stuff. But before we even get into that, there's some other topics I know we want to cover. And can you just give everybody maybe 30 seconds, a minute of your bio on how you got to where you are now for context purposes?
1: Absolutely. So I grew up not too far from you. I was in Stratford, Ontario. And when you grow up in Stratford, Ontario, you do two things. You play hockey and drink beer or you drink beer and then play hockey. It doesn't matter what order that you do it in. And so I grew up wanting to be a strength and conditioning coach in the National Hockey League, went to school down the road from you in Hamilton, spent six years there, not because I'm slow, but because I did a master's degree at McMaster university and was on track to being a strength and conditioning coach in the National Hockey League. Then I started writing for men's health. I got a lucky break there. Then I built an online fitness information product business. So imagine if you took, you know, rockstar uh, real estate investing and uh, put it in a blender with Tony Horton's P90X. We had Craig Valentine's Turbulence Training, which um, I have one video that because of quarantine is being watched 250,000 times a week and it's on YouTube and it's a four-minute workout. It now has six and a half million views. So we still get paid. One?
0: What's the name What's of that? That? What's that one? What's the name of that one?
1: It's called the Four Minute Belly Fat Destroyer. And if you just type my name in uh, YouTube and Four Minute Workout, you'll get it. And it, that's the it's, one
0: you had. That's the one you had from a while. Is, is that one been around for a little while? And it just came from
1: 2013.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's getting like a second wave of like a big run of views.
1: Yeah. And uh, the cool thing is, is we monetize it with YouTube ads. And so it makes me a, like, this is the most passive income you could make aside from rockstar investing is it makes me 800 bucks a week in oh ad roll, Right. Gosh. So oh we God. run the ads before it. So it's pretty cool. Um, Anyway, so I did that for 15 years. And then over that time, I started coaching fitness entrepreneurs, much like you coach uh, real estate entrepreneurs and, and investors. And I then fully transitioned into business coaching where I help everything from manufacturing companies to CEOs of big companies to accountants to financial advisors. You know, I'm working with your friend, Paul. Um, now he's one of my star coaching clients. And so we're just working with people in all types of industries and really having a blast with it all around the world. So Taiwan, Australia, um, Italy, even, even people in Italy under where they have the crazy lockdown. I'm just helping these people because I specialize kind of in, uh, social media marketing, like Instagram. I'm really uh, savvy with and then email marketing and stuff like that. So that's what I'm doing today. But along the way, um, I had a real crash in 2006 when I lived in uh, King Street West, down by where Brad Lamb owns the entire you know, two square miles. Uh, I had an anxiety attack when I lived in his neighborhood and it sent me to the emergency room twice, where I went to the emergency room twice thinking I was having a heart attack, but it was anxiety. And then I started putting in place the routines that were in my perfect day formula book. And then after I wrote that book and released it in 2015, I realized I wrote the wrong book and i got all these questions about well that's good for you know monday morning but what about thursday night and saturday morning and family time and all this stuff and so we gathered hundreds of questions over 2 years and then wrote the perfect week formula book which you have in your hands and what we're going to talk about today
0: yeah i'm i'm curious before we go further the anxiety attack stuff what was what was the anxiety what was that about you just weren't feeling fulfilled like you didn't feel like your life was in the direction you wanted it to be in was it something no
1: no no that's a great question but it's actually the exact opposite I had everything going for me in life and I loved my life and you know what it's like like when when you were I think it was you or or Nick said when you one of you was transitioning like from the corporate job to building this business you guys were working all hours and that sort of stuff and I was working all hours. I was originally a personal trainer in downtown Toronto and Rosedale. You know, Pat Quinn was one of my clients when he was the coach. of the No tournament. way. Yeah, he's he's, cool. he's, he, he was cool. such a great guy. He was just, you know, he's from the Hammer and he's such a great, he was such a great guy and just told the funniest stories. Like real quick, he would tell about how when they were, when he was in the minors and riding the bus, and, you know, back in the day, they would drink beer after the game. And so they would just open the bus door. Well, it was probably like a school bus back then in the 70s. And the guy would have to, you know, take a whiz out the bus door because <laughs> they weren't stopping. And he was just full of stories like that, but also great wisdom and a truly a gentle giant. Absolutely amazing man. And I was fortunate when you train people like that and you train CEOs, you learn a lot from them. So, was, So anyways, I was doing that. Um, but had the information marketing business growing really rapidly. And I lived in downtown Toronto as a single guy. And, you, you know, in Toronto, the, the you know, in theory, you can go out every night of the week. And so I tested that theory, Tom, in the name of science. And, you know, so I'm going, I'm working 12 hours plus a day. I'm going out three or four nights a week. And one night, you know, it was, it was actually New Year's Eve of 2005. And all of this, especially in your industry, you guys know how many, invites you get to events in a regular, you know, probably not this holiday season, but in a regular holiday season. And and I took too many of them and was out too late, still training early in the morning. And and I shouldn't have gone out on New Year's Eve. I was so exhausted, but I did. I drank a lot of Red Bull. And uh, the next day I had this like jackhammer heartbeat at about 11 o'clock. And I paced my tiny little condo for about 12 hours. And then I gave up and I walked outside and, and you know, this deserted streets so on January 1st, Sunday, 2006, cold. And I got in a cab. And as soon as I got out of the house, I felt a little bit better. As soon as I got in the cab and started talking to somebody, I felt a little bit better. And then I went to the emergency room and I walked in and there's this, it's empty. Like I've never seen an empty emergency room. I walked in there, I think it was Toronto General or Toronto Western. And I walked in there and the guy looks up and he like gives me the stink eye. Like, what do you want? You know, I'm like... Nobody's here. I'm kind of enjoying this, and I and and I go to him. Well, I think I'm having a heart attack, and his demeanor changed quite a bit. And they get you into the back pretty quick. So I always say, like, if you hurt your ankle in a softball game and you go to a packed emergency room, just tell them you're having a heart attack because they move you up to the front of the line, right? So
0: found the hack. You found the hack.
1: Yeah. So so I was getting up late. now. this is back in 2006. I was getting up late for myself, and you know what. Late is for me is not necessarily late for somebody else, but I was getting up at seven 30 in the morning, rolling over, checking email on the phone. And that immediately put me in an anxious mood because I, I really knew that I should be getting up earlier. I love mornings. I want to do a thousand things in the morning. And you know, here I was seven 30. I check my email and now it's like nine o'clock. And by the time I get to doing anything, it's 10 and now I want to go to the gym and man, I just wasn't getting ahead. So that, that was the anxiety plus, I was living a hypocritical lifestyle of binge drinking on the weekends and being, you know, a personal trainer and writing men's health magazine articles about how to, you know, lift weights and live a healthy life. I mean, it's just incongruent in that incongruency, whether you say like, Hey, my number one goal in life is to raise well-adjusted children. And then it's like, Oh, but I work 12 hours a day and I got a 90 minute round trip mm-hmm. commute and like, okay, well, how does that lead to well-adjusted children when mm-hmm. you never see them? So and that causes a lot of stress and anxiety inside. And so that was, the, in my belief, the, one of the main reasons, but also the drinking, the, the caffeine, and the, the, you know, as an introvert, I, don't, I didn't, back in that day, talk too much. And so I had all the stuff racing in my head. And if you don't vomit that out in some way, whether it's journaling, talking to a friend, a therapist, whatever, then you're really going to wind up where it's, you, know, you compress it. And then the more you compress it, the more it explodes. And that's what happened to me.
0: Wow. I mean, thanks for sharing that. Holy smokes. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I have no
1: problem because to me now it's funnier than, like it's not embarrassing at all. It's like I was an idiot and I paid for it.
0: But you said something so good there because I feel like my life took a big change when I decided to live by my own principles. Not that they're unique principles. Like number one is always do the right thing. Like do the right thing. That means with my family, with the business, with life, with everything. And whenever I did that or decided to live that way, not that I was perfect with it, but it just helped me stay in the moment with my family because doing the right thing at home meant being with the family, right? And doing the right thing at work meant sometimes making difficult decisions that sucked, like, you know, stuff that I didn't wanna do. Um, so that congruency across your life for me, and so it's, for me, it's made a big difference in my life. And when I hear you say the word congruent in a di- kind of a little bit of a different capacity, but it's the same kind of meaning, it really kind of resonates with me because that, that was a big turning point for me.
1: Yeah, because we're all we all have the thing, and whether you're an investor who's like, you know, oh, I want, you know, my mission in life is to own a hundred houses, and and then every time one of your friends, you know, in normal times, says, let's go to Vegas or let's go to Myrtle Beach or whatever it is, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go, and it's like, well, that's incongruent with what really matters, and so I spend a lot of time coaching people on. You know, before we get to the the brass tacks and the tactics of hey, here's how to get more leads and sales in your business, I got to figure out what really matters to you to see if you're acting in alignment with your your goals. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, I want to have millions and millions of dollars," but okay, well, are you willing to to make the sacrifices? If you're not, stop fooling yourself. And Dan Kennedy actually has a quote on this, and you and I are both, you know, fans of Dan and and been in his world for a long time. And he says. You know, it's—I it, forget exactly what it is. I can look it up, but you know, he's like—you know—ask yourself the question: What is it that you want in life, and what are you not doing to get there? And then be okay with saying that's not actually what I want, and changing your actions to be more congruent with what you do want.
0: Mm-hmm. Damn, a lot to think. Of. Dude, we Craig, we can just stop right now. That's given me personally enough. Yeah, there you about, go. No, that's that's it's, enough. It for it me gives to people think too I much to think yeah, about. Yeah, that's, a, the that's, that's it. We're. we're <laughs> <laughs> done. Yeah. I, um, I want to ask you a bunch of stuff that um, we kind of talked a little bit beforehand about kind of outlining stuff. Um, the Bill check blueprint for a morning routine. Yeah. Can you talk about this a little bit? And the reason I'm interested in talking to you specifically during these times is I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to that said that, you know, they're having a little trouble with motivation or purpose or drive right now. And I just feel like the stuff you talk about is just so applicable to everyone every day. But right now I feel like even more so. So can you talk about that point a little bit?
1: Yeah, well that's two different, two different answers there. And I'm actually going to address the drive and motivation one first. And because I have a client who's in the real estate industry who actually lives in Holland of all places. And, you know, he's, so it's interesting that uh, you and I were talking before about when kids might go back to school. Well, in Holland, they've done the research and they're sending their kids back to school now. Because in Holland, they believe that kids cannot get infected and kids cannot affect, uh, infect others. So they're going back to school. And he and I were talking and he's like, Man, you know, I had a bad week. I just wasn't productive. Uh, you know, he has some billable hours for real estate stuff that, you know, he has a goal of doing three every day. And he went like zero on one day. And he said, I just don't have the more that, you know, the drive. And I and uh, Holland, uh, for all of those of us who have uh, general awareness of history, um, was heavily occupied in World War Two. And I'm a huge World War II history buff.
0: Are you? And,
1: and, yeah, I am. I, I don't cool. know why. I'm like just obsessed yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, cool. And so last week in Holland was like victory day, you know, when they were, you know, the war was finally over and you know, they were free. And so I said to him, "There's three things that need to drive you. And one, one goes back to the vision and values discussion that we were having, which is, what are you doing this for? This is not about you. This is not about whether you feel like doing this. He's got two kids, and we are all doing this for our families. Like we have to do the work because we want the best life for our family. We and and you can never have enough money. If you think you can have enough money, well." You know, think about the families who are going to sick kids and think about the families. I know, I know a lot of, uh, I've had a couple coaching clients in, in Ontario who were spending $100,000 a year on, on uh, treatment in America because they couldn't get it oh, in geez. Canada, yeah, you yeah. know? And it's like, I don't want anything bad to ever happen to anyone, but things will happen. Good things or bad things happen to good people and you will never have enough money. Uh, we can never have enough money to get the solution fast enough. So. So I said to him that is enough reason alone to get your butt out of bed at the agreed upon time that you and I have for getting up. And he sends me a daily accountability did I get up at 5:45 a.m. and he was hitting a lot of nose last week. So I said that's one thing. Second thing is that you know your parents sacrificed so much for you to get here. And it is disrespectful to our parents Mm-hmm. and to the people who have done anything in our lives our teachers mm-hmm. who, who believed in us you know anybody who's been a coach of you it's disrespectful to what they sacrificed for you to lie in bed watch netflix or whatever it is for you to throw away the the that sacrifice and for him you know i was saying like you know like you got your country is celebrating a massive massive day in its history and obviously, there's a lot of people that sacrifice, not just from your country, but from around the world to give you the opportunity to have the choice, to have the choice of, do I get up and work my butt off or do I not? You know, that's, that's the thing. And actually, in my first book, um, going back to the anxiety stuff, I talked about how, how I had too much freedom in my life that I didn't know what to choose in some cases. and And by having too much freedom, I wasn't making the right choices. Sometimes... Like we shouldn't be given choices. We should be sold, This is what you have to do. Yeah, and agree. Yeah, you know, like if if there was we shouldn't have elected government officials, we should have benevolent dictators. You know, Sometimes we just need I, to find I'm... a benevolent dictator.
0: <laughs> totally, yeah, like we... Singapore
1: has has yeah. done.
0: Yeah. We need one. We so, anyways, one. that's the
1: that's the second thing is other people have sacrificed for me, and it's time for me to sacrifice for others. And then the third thing is that. Listen, he's a healthy individual. He's blessed with all his limbs, all his senses. You have been given in your intelligence and your connections. You know, it's not—it's not fair to other people who have not been given this stuff for you to waste those talents and those opportunities. So, I think you know, I, I gave him a couple paragraphs on each there. I get really fired up about that. That we should—and um, this is an Ed mylet little. Uh, analogy that I really like. He said, he's very religious. So regardless of whether you are or not, I think the analogy holds true, that he believes that uh, one day when he passes away and does go on past the pearly gates, that he will meet the Ed Milet that he could have become. And every single day, he works to become as close as possible to the Ed Milet that he could have become. And I think that is a, you know, if somebody wants to walk and you know, hit pause on this and walk into the bathroom right now and look in the mirror and go, You know, if my name is, you know, Mary Smith, am I working towards becoming the best Mary Smith that I was, you know, the talents, the connections, all the blessings that I was given. Am I really, truly doing the best that I can to become that Mary Smith that I can be? And, you know, whether your name's Joe Smith or whoever, you know, he asks the same question. It's like, I can do a little more. I can do a little more. And it doesn't necessarily mean doing more hours, which leads me into the Bill Belichick thing. And so I use Bill Belichick's name because Bill Belichick, for anybody that has any sports knowledge, he's the coach of the New England Patriots who are a dynasty in the football world. And so you could substitute any great coach. You could call it the Scotty Bowman principle. I I use Bill Belichick because I do a lot of American shows, Um, you know, Scotty Bowman principle, or you could call it the Hamilton musical principle. And it all is this teams and musicals and films are all run on scripts. You know, you hear about, oh, they're practicing their plays, you know, and Bill Belichick scripts out the first 10 plays of a football game. And Hamilton is not a bunch of people winging it. It's not improv. You know, it is a script, a tightly rehearsed script. And so what does that mean for you? Your days will become more productive and you will be more effective and you will get closer to that best version of yourself if you tightly script out your day the night before. Not the morning of, if you're doing your to-do list in the morning, you're already too late because you are using up uh, something that I'll share in, the, in a moment about why mornings are so special um, when we talk about that DWI science for your morning routine. But you need to plan out the night before, script your days. And then here's another thing that I stole from Dan Kennedy is that everybody has start times for activities, but very few people have cut off times for
0: activities. I know, this is so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so whether it is a phone call, whether it is a uh, meeting, you know, you need to be very firm. And and so people are probably thinking, well, how do I get out of a phone call? How do I get out of a meeting with clients? Well, here's the way you do it. You tell them in advance that this meeting is ending at X time. Hey, listen, yes, I have, t- uh, oh, you want to jump? Hey, you know, you get an email. Hey, would you like to jump on a call and, and uh, you know, connect? Great. I have 15 minutes, or I have 17 minutes on Tuesday, May 9, uh, 18, 19th at X o'clock, uh, but I only have 17 minutes or 20 minutes. Happy to do it then. Or you give them a couple options and they go, okay, great. It's a 20 minute call. You just solved so much of your problem by, by putting an end limit in advance. Or that this meeting. That
0: one's so good. I just need to jump in because yeah. where, it, where it's helped me personally is it got me away from trying to make things perfect. So for me, it wasn't just phone calls and client meetings. I, I, I would give myself limits to like the blog post I was gonna write, for example. And I had one hour to write a blog post for one of our websites. And at the end of that hour, the blog post had to be completed. And I would publish it. I would commit to myself. Now you might disagree with this, Greg. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say. But I would commit to myself. I'm publishing it at the end of the hour. And yeah. it is what it is. And it's on me. If I don't like it, it's on me to get better in the next iteration of writing blog posts that I get better and better within that one hour window of producing the content that I want to produce instead of making the blog post drag out three weeks where I get multiple people to review it and do all kinds of edits and try to get out the perfect blog post. It became a it yeah, became exactly. like a productivity tool for me. It was like it, time is done for this activity and I'm on to the next activity and I just lived with it. And, and it's, it's, it, sometimes it still hurts me, I got to tell you, because sometimes I'll do a little YouTube video or something and I'm like, oh man, I could have done that 10 times better. But I'll just publish it the way it is and I find that the consistency of the action helps me get better instead of holding back and trying to make one perfect thing. That timeline principle of just ending and moving on has been personally just a huge game changer. So hearing you say that, yeah I I couldn't agree more so and I'm sorry I don't need to take off Bill Belichick's uh, Bill Belichick yeah well
1: hey man listen Bill Belichick plays a football game and there are you know essentially two halves in a football game of 30 minutes of play like there's a deadline here and more people need more deadlines yeah Yeah, yeah. forces you to action so So we can ram and rave about that one
0: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, but I have a question on that point sorry because I know we have more to talk about but On that point then that puts pressure on people to have a deadline and some people I've been speaking to are saying well Tom I want to live a balanced life and they seem to that seems to or they're implying to me that they want to live very peacefully and I'm trying to tell people no you can have pressure and deadlines at certain times of your life and that pressure and stress is actually good you're gonna need recovery times in your life no doubt but but don't be scared of putting yourself under the gun on a deadline. Whereas I don't know how this um, and maybe it's just some of the people i have been I've been dealing with lately, but they seem to think that they have to be living this peaceful way at all times, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And and I I don't think that's your kind of your messaging here is saying the same thing, right? Like have yeah, deadlines, exactly. Have exactly. Time. So
1: so um, are you watching that um, the last dance thing? The MJ. Okay.
0: Dude, I, as soon as it's out, I'm, I don't even get out of my, I'm wasting my power hours in the morning. I'm totally. totally huh. All
1: right. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. You,
0: you, you,
1: you get I'm a certain addicted. amount of reward. I'm addicted.
0: You, I know. And I'm not gonna waiting day. for the reward. I'm just watching it right away.
1: Right. So, so my friend, Tim Grover is in that. And Tim Grover wrote a book that, that was really helpful in my life called relentless. And he uses a phrase that pressure is a privilege. So pressure is a privilege. If you feel like you're under pressure, that's a privilege. And it goes back to what I said before, people have made sacrifices in their life and the sacrifices that we are making now. And I love the meme on the internet, like our ancestors, you know, our, our grandparents were called to fight a war, you know, across the ocean. We're called to sit on our coaches and, you know, we can do this, you know? So, so anyways, um, you know, Tim talks about pressure being a privilege and we should look at, Hey, you know what, when challenges come up, This is awesome. It's a chance for me to grow into that best version of myself and so on and so forth. And to use another sports analogy is that two of them here, actually, to help you really structure your day and your mindset is that one, we are in playoff mode right now. And you're not always in playoff mode. There's a seasons of life, but this is a season of life where it is. For some people's finances, it'll be life and death for their finances. And you have to be in playoff mode. Now, playoff mode is where you're bringing your best and stepping it up, even when you thought you brought your best. But you know that also on the pro athlete side, these guys are given great recovery. They're given great recovery systems. And so you need to properly schedule your day with deadlines so that you have a break. That, you know, like for example, I'm doing two podcasts back to back right now, but I'm not doing four because. By the third one i'd be doing poor performance no i'm giving myself a break i'm consuming the right food the right amount of hydration i'm resting and then i'm coming back and performing again and you need to build your days where you are building your days the way they would build a day for a pro athlete with enough recovery and enough um you know hydration and nutrition but you also need to be in the mindset that right now this is playoffs And out of this is going to come a bunch of people who are going to set themselves up for life. And there are other people who are going to really put themselves behind during this time. And I don't know how long this time will go on for, probably far longer than we want. But even if it's not necessarily a financial change, the opportunity to become an incredible leader at this time, especially if you're an entrepreneur or even a leader in your family, This is an intense period, a crash course of being a great leader. And in these three months, nine months, you will get a lifetime's worth of education in becoming a better leader that will set you up to exceed and excel beyond everybody else for the next 30 to 40 years. So that's how I'm looking at it. And looking at every day is a very positive challenge, a positive opportunity for growth and and positive stress to move me in the right direction.
0: Right, you're a unique dude, man. To have yeah, the clarity well, I, of this type of thinking is a pretty rare. Like you're combining a lot of shit all together here. And it, it is good. interesting
1: in that, in that I'm like, well, everybody I hang around with talks like this. Yeah, but, re- but
0: yeah, but yeah. you know, you and I both know. But yeah, you're 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 uh, you're an exception. Ex-
1: except for my sister and my mom, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. you know the,
1: the guys I went to high school with. You yeah, know, they're talking for, about when will hockey come back, and I'm yeah. like, I don't care. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, you know, so, so
0: I'm am a huge Leafs fan, Craig. Yeah, I'm. I'm t- I, I, I get it. I, I get it. it, and I
1: understand the need that you know the the value that something that big brings to a community at whole. Because I lived in Toronto last sure, year. Raptors <laughs> one. They woke me up every night. All these people on the street. But aside from that, you know, I we were
0: probably the, some the of wins. those people, Craig. So I right, I
1: right.
0: Uh, okay, so. Are, are we good? I, I want to go. I want to. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Na- Napoleon Hill's priming principle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so we go with the bill bill thing of planning the night before and you plan the night before and everybody thinks, okay, it's going to be mer- very methodical. I'm going to plan out my hours. And yes, you are. This is what you're doing from eight till nine. This is what you're doing from nine to nine thirty. This is when you have a break. This is when uh, you know, you're going to do the best you can, especially if you're under the homeschool situation right now, you're going to do the best you can and plan that out. But your kids want routine too, so make sure that they have a planned routine. Now, then, here's the thing, is that when you plan the night before, there's a magical element that's going to sound Looney Tunes, but I tell you that it works. And so everybody is familiar with the book, Think and Grow Rich. Now, this is another Dan Kennedy story that he told me, uh, but it's actually in an Earl Nightingale recording, so it is true. Uh, But Dan Kennedy told me, and I'm stealing all Dan Kennedy's stuff. And so, Everybody knows think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Now here's the thing up, up until the day of publication or submission of that book, the book was actually titled use your noodle to get the boodle really truly. Have you ever heard this story?
0: I have. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Right. And then so, you know, a few hours before Napoleon Hill is like, Oh man, I got to submit this book. I guess I'll go have a nap and he has a nap and he puts his subconscious mind to work. He wakes up. I've got a new title think and grow rich. And here we are today where everybody knows of think and grow rich. You know, it's sold tens of millions of copies. And I would be surprised if somebody on listening to the show has never heard of it. So you do the same thing for yourself. And I know this because I'm, I write a lot. I write 1500 words per day for my articles, my books, all this stuff that I do. And I go to bed each night knowing what the number one thing is I'm going to write the next morning. And I tell myself like, okay brain. You're going to go and do the work while I go to sleep and subconscious mind that is. And you're going to write out some content for me. You're going to, you're going to put together all the, the experiences in my life and the knowledge that I have. And you're going to string it out in a way where it's going to be easy for me to write the next morning. And I know people are like, that's insane. And it works. So, you know, you need to think whether it is, um, what, what, a sales- time you,
0: what time are you, sorry to interrupt. What time are you doing that at night? And I on usually do that day. at
1: the end. I, I shut down my, my phone and my laptop at 6 p.m. So You're I'm doing right. that okay. between five and six o'clock.
0: Wow. Okay. And then yeah. on days, do you, do you have, ever have a sequence of days where you can't do that two to three days in a row?
1: No, not no, for you, me. Because so my, that's a non, I'm just, In
0: your book here, you talked about your essentials or whatever, which is really like, I love that the non-negotiables. So yeah. that's one of your non-negotiables. <laughs> do you do that at the end of every day. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, you know, here's the thing. So this whole planning thing, we go back to, I mentioned this woman who'd been going from Canada to the United States for cancer treatment. She's a remarkable woman. Her name is a- Amy Ladine, and she was on Ed My Let's podcast. Coaching client and mine, lives down in the Hamilton area, and they have five kids. Blended family that gets along great. They have five kids, and she's a nutrition coach. She works from 7 a.m. till 2 p.m., and then she does her planning then. So she does her planning for the next day at 2 p.m. because now it's kid time for the rest of the day. So it's not like you have to do your planning at a certain time of day. You can do it anytime time after lunch. Just make sure you are very consistent with your planning because just like a sports team or a you know, acting troupe would not go in, into a performance without a script, neither should you. So it is very important.
0: I love that. So so the priming, you're basically priming your subconscious or so you're priming your brain with this information the night before. That's the whole yeah. idea. Yeah. hundred percent. And the, the fact that you just kind of brought, you kind of said it and you brushed it off a little bit, the fact that it works, it's, it's funny to try to explain to people how powerful that is, but it does work. And I don't understand why it works, but it does work. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, it's simple. It's simple science in that your your brain activity does go on during the night we all know that from dreaming and it's just like everybody's familiar with this concept you go in the shower you have a brilliant idea and as soon that you've been trying you've been trying to figure out this problem for a long time sitting at your desk pounding on your computer and you can't figure it out And all of a sudden you go have a shower you go walk in the park and and the answer comes to you Mm -hmm. it's because the frontal lobe operates different when it's in different environments and that's where you get some problem solving. So it's same with uh, going to sleep, Like your brain works in mysterious ways to think that we know everything about the brain is ridiculous and it just works in mysterious ways, but you got to give it a chance to work for you.
0: Totally. When, when Nick and I have a kind of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a problem, but let's say we're dealing with something that we're not sure what to do. We typically will sleep on it. Like it will be the last thing we talk about. We're like, you know what? We don't know what the answer is. Let's sleep on it. And then magically in the morning, the answer is always so clear.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and and the the old uh, you know trust your gut is also true. There there's more neurotransmitters in your digestive system than in your brain.
0: I'm so yeah. happy you're saying this because Nick yeah. makes fun of me all the time. He's more analytical than I am. Yeah, and I'm more trust your gut, and I'm like, dude, dude, I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling that this is that this is the way we should do, or this is what we should do. And he always uh, he always jumps on me for that. But now we have a, I think we have a mutual respect. For I like his data analysis. He likes my gut feelings. It's a good combination. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I, there's so much to talk about, so I'm going to jam these through a little bit. I apologize. The the no worries. The science behind the farm boy morning miracle.
1: Yeah. So the DWI science. And so I, Sorry, I grew yeah, up. The, DWI yeah. science. I grew up on a farm uh, outside of Stratford, and my father had beef cattle, not dairy cattle, but it's the same principle. Like when you grow up on a farm, the first thing you do in the morning is. You don't get up and journal and meditate and yeah. work out and do, and I have this uh, video that I just put up today. I said interpretive dance, and it's pretty funny. And, you know, because all these, a lot of people have these morning routines that are very extensive, and I call them a perverse form of procrastination because we all should get up and go to work as quickly as possible because research shows, and this is research is from a book called When by Daniel Pink, a very famous author it's the perfect time for doing everything and he says we have the greatest discipline willpower and intention DWI discipline willpower and intention early in the morning now it's not about joining the 5 a.m club or you know bragging that you get up you know five minutes earlier than all the other people you know it's not about the hour you get up it's about what you do with the hours that you are up but What you should do as soon as you get up is work on your most important, most difficult task. The one that you want to push off, you must do it when you have the greatest discipline, willpower, and intention. It is scientifically proven. So as a farm boy, I'm just naturally used to getting up and going to work because cows don't take a day off eating. You'd like them to, but they need to eat seven days a week. So you had to get up and go to work right away. And I just found that this helps me. And every time I talk to an entrepreneur or someone who's like, I've wanted to write that book or I want to finish this project and I'm just not getting to it. And I go, well, how important is this to you? It's like my most important thing. And again, this is not, they're incongruent. Like they're getting up and doing all of this stuff, you know, watching motivational videos on YouTube. And I got a power hour that they read about from Tony Robbins. And then Oprah has her power half hour. So I got to do that too. It's like, you know, you're just procrastinating. (laughs) you know you're just yeah. procrastinating get yeah. up and i'm i'm 12 minutes from getting up to a computer and it includes me drinking about almost a liter of water and then i work i for saw you i minutes. saw
0: you and you wrote about that in your book too the water yeah. just hydration liver cleanse kind of thing like is there is there more to no it's know? not liver cleanse
1: or anything it's just it's hydration just, just water
0: hydration yeah. yeah i'm
1: just i'm just thirsty <laughs> and so okay. uh so i get up and i go right to it and i and by by the time that uh, you know, my girlfriend gets up and dog is ready to go to the park, I've, done, I'm, I've won the day. I've won the day. And it doesn't matter if you know my building literally starts on fire or there's other fires in my life. I've won the day. I've won the day. And most people then, what they do is they get up, even if they get up at the 5 a.m. club, because I've had clients who said, I got up at 5 a.m. and now it's 7.30. I'm just done my morning routine. I'm like, what planet yeah, what, are you on long, that, yeah. that you think you're going to get ahead? Because the longer you wait, the more other people start coming into your world and wanting a piece of you. And so I've helped copywriters change this. You know, they they had these morning routines, then they wrote copy, no, write Copy, then do morning routine. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, we're making a lot more money and I've gotten a lot more done ever since you talked. I love It's not rocket surgery. It's just, it just works.
0: Oh, and you feel so good. I mean, because I fall in and out of that. I have to admit, like, I'll go through periods of time where I'm in that and you just feel so good. Yeah. When we started Rockstar, I probably went through a five-year period and I was, my time was 5 a.m., just me. So Mm -hmm. I did enjoy getting up at 5 a.m. And I got so much done in probably the first three years of that activity that that gave enough momentum to start a new business for us, which to us was rockstar real estate. And really without that momentum, it, I don't think we could have come this far, but it was just that morning hour, hour and a half and not looking at my email or my voicemail until I would do the one thing. And it was usually the one thing that I did not want to do. Like you, you oh, it you always you talk about it. Yeah, it's like, it's always that thing. So yeah, I get it. I get well, it.
1: You, you know, the, the Mark Twain quote, right? Which one? The Mark Twain quote about eating the frog?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, you know what? In my mind, that's like a Brian Tracy thing. I don't know if well, I read Well, he, na- he had a
1: book named Oh, is that. that's
0: what but, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: But, but Mark Twain has the quote, and, and there's more to it than just eat that frog. It's, <clears throat> if your job is to eat a frog, the best thing to do is eat that frog first thing in the morning. If your job is to eat two frogs, the best thing to do is eat the biggest frog first.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's
1: how it goes. Feel and if good. you, if, Feel good. if, if you live your life on nothing else, but that, you know what, you're going to be oh. a successful person. You could be, you know, you could not be the sharpest tool in the shed or, you, you know, you could, you could have picked a bad business, but you'll still be successful because you'll get stuff done.
0: Yeah, 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 totally. I, I, yeah, where I fell out of it, oh, we're gonna get off track. I, I was just gonna say, when I was staying up later and later with my kids as my kids' activities got later and older, yeah, and I got away from the 5 a.m., and then I had to redo my schedule, and that was harder than I thought. I struggled. I have to admit, I struggled when I lost that 5 a.m. time slot because I needed a little more sleep. Yeah. Or I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you have. 20 solutions for that but uh, I yeah
1: wonder- there are lots of solutions
0: um but i want to i let's keep going i want to i want to ask you this the, the uh how to use the power of the amish hour
1: oh okay so amish hour well that actually ties into what you were talking about okay. so amish hour well, well you know when we think about the amish and what is the amish lifestyle well you know we don't we can't imagine an amish person sitting in front of a laptop with you know their iphone beside it you know they they don't have those things and so what you need to do is live the last hour of your day in the amish way and what that means is an hour before bed and this is you know something i talk about in the perfect day formula as well i have this ten, three, two, one, zero formula for a better sleep and the one stands for an hour before bed one hour before bed you turn off your electronics and if you turn off your electronics you remove two stimuli that keep you up uh, too late so you you, first of all, are not getting the blue light emitted from screens, which is scientifically proven to increase the mental arousal level in your brain. Um, so the other thing is that you don't get that email that stresses you out. You don't see your yeah. friends fighting fighting on Facebook about <laughs> politics or sports or, you know, who was better? Frank Mahovlich in his prime or Matt Sundin? <laughs> oh, my God, I got to answer this question. Totally. You know? yeah. <laughs> and so so you remove those two stimuli an hour before bed and you have a much better chance of getting to sleep on time. Sleeping deeply, it's not just a matter of falling asleep, but it's a matter of also sleeping deeply and having good recovery sleep because, you know, eight hours of poor sleep is not any better than seven hours mm-hmm. of really great sleep. So so that's the thing. So go Amish, you know, shut down the electronics, read, talk to your family, um, do a Sudoku, whatever it is, just get to, you know, it helps you get to bed on time and you're going to be more well rested so that you get up and you can run through the scripted playbook that you have from the night before. And the next thing you know is, wait a minute, I just got done in six hours, what I was getting done in 12. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't know what to do with myself. I guess I should actually go home and be with my family, you know, do the stuff that I've always talked about wanting to do. That's what this is about. This is not about making you work more. This is about helping you be more effective and making more time for what matters in your life. That's what it's about.
0: I want to squeeze. These are so good. Thank you. I want to squeeze in a couple more. here. I'll be quick on them. The anti-seal clubbing solution.
1: Uh, Yes. Okay. So this is two things. One, um, the anti-seal approach to discipline. Everybody thinks they have to become Jocko Willink or a Navy seal in order to be more disciplined in
0: life. Goggins, Goggins.
1: Right. David Goggins, you know, great, great book that he has. Great then, book.
0: The audio book of that is amazing. But anyway, sorry. Yeah,
1: exactly because he goes off and then, but here's the thing is that's not how you become more disciplined. It's not the easiest way to be more disciplined. So I'm, I take the anti Navy SEAL approach to discipline, which is discipline through subtraction. If you are, if, you know, let's use a, an alcoholic as an example. If an alcoholic has all Alcohol taken out of their house and is not allowed to go into a bar. Do you think they have a better chance of moving away from being an alcoholic? Absolutely. (laughs) You know. And so, the if you are struggling, or as I say, struggling, stuck and struggling combined to move ahead on any project, well, just look at what's stopping you from finishing it. Like you said before, like you you watch that show in the morning because it is very good, and and there's a lot of lessons from it, but. If you say, if you make it a public declaration and I'm going to do it for you that you don't watch uh, television in the morning, um, I'm going to say it's usually
0: I do not have this problem. So I'm admitting, like I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I do have it right now. Yeah. And and so,
1: so public accountability, like I, I once stopped swearing and I stopped swearing in four days because I publicly told uh, my email list of 151,000 people that I was going to stop swearing. And then I removed a lot of stimulus uh, from my life that would lead to swearing such as hanging around certain people and so if you are waking up in the morning and you say I really want to write a proposal for a development or an investment uh, but then you know I I scroll through Facebook or I scroll through this that or the other thing and or I go to watch my motivational video on YouTube and the next thing you know I'm watching cat videos or you know how to fix a a toilet or something well listen remove that remove that opportunity and the, the last example I'll give you is we all, you know, anybody who went to college or even high school, you had an essay due on a certain date. Well, you always found distractions so that you figured finished it last minute. But if you put somebody in a room with nothing but pen and paper and said, you've got to write an essay, they'd get it done because there's no distractions. And so you need to remove, if, if you want to become more disciplined, just start by removing temptations and distractions from your work, Work area from uh, your home if you eat too many potato chips don't have potato chips in your home I'm having I'm giving you some real rocket surgery level nuggets here just discipline through subtraction instead of of trying to win the the game of willpower because if, if people are not familiar with the concept of willpower it is a depletable resource much like when you're running a marathon muscle energy is depleted over time and you hit a wall same with willpower and willpower is like God's little um, funny joke on us. Like he gives us the greatest willpower in the morning, um, but people don't offer you chocolate cake in the morning. They, <laughs> your willpower depletes over the day and people offer you chocolate cake at night. Um, I mean, donuts aside, right? But, but we have the greatest discipline in, the d- in early in the day to do the most important tasks. And if we don't do that because we're distracted, we'll never get that stuff done. So just remember that, remove the distractions and you'll find yourself more productive and successful without trying to be a Navy SEAL. Now Mm -hmm. the anti-SEAL clubbing thing is I just combined the anti-5AM club. I tell people don't join the 5AM club,
0: especially if you're
1: getting up if you're you getting up at 8 o'clock... Them,
0: or, you don't want them to get obsessed with a time. Is that why? No, no. It, it's become this
1: virtual pissing yeah. contest. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, got no, it. I get up at 4.17am yeah. in your face. Like, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. a better person because you get up earlier in the morning. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a guy who gets up really early in the morning. I get up really early, early in the morning because nobody else is up. Don't ruin my mornings by getting up early. So <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. But <laughs> but I, what I want you to understand is you find the right time for you. And so, yeah, when you had to go to, you know, the rinks for your kids when they were, you know, 12, 13, yeah. the only ice time they had was nine o'clock at night. Yeah, that's not going to allow you to do the 5am club, but you just shift your schedule. We all have 24 hours and we all can choose what to be doing in those hours. So it's not about the hour that you get up. It's about what you do with the hours that you are up. And totally. and there's two types of people in life, Tom. There's reactive people and people people and reactive people would would say oh i I don't know how i'm going to do this and they just kind of give in whereas proactive people take control of the situation they go okay i have to be in the rink um from nine till ten with my kids because i'm not missing this and that's the most important thing to me right now now i re-engineer the schedule based upon the information that craig has taught me and maybe i have a split day Maybe I, you know, I have four hours of work here and then I'm three hour and then four hours and then time. you know, maybe I sacrifice, um, you know, something that's inter- you know, in my life, maybe I used to go to the gym for an hour and you know what, maybe I can only do 20 minute home workouts for the next six months during hockey season. Yes. I'm willing to make that sacrifice in order to, uh, achieve what's really more important in my life. And it's simple reevaluation and reengineering of the day will still allow you to get the most important stuff done.
0: Craig, I want to slip in. I'm going to try and slip in two more because I'm just going to keep you for a few more minutes. When to say no, Oprah.
1: Yeah, well, Oprah says no probably more than any other person on the planet. Think of how many women just want to ask Oprah one question. Well, I bet you Oprah wishes she could answer those questions. But if she wants to impact billions of people, she says no to that. She lives two hours away from her um, uh, network headquarters. She rarely attends meetings because she's doing the big things. And this kind of goes in hand in hand with a a phrase that I tell people that if you're an entrepreneur or somebody who wants to do high value activities, you must stop doing $10 an hour tasks. That means going to the grocery store, going to the UPS store, doing those errands. You got to say no to them in order to do things that allow you to have a bigger impact in people's lives. And it's tough if you come from a blue collar mindset or your parents are like, what do you mean you pay somebody to mow your lawn? Are you lazy? And I was like, I'm not necessarily lazy. I'm situationally lazy in that I don't mow my lawn so that I can do this podcast that's going to be listened to by hopefully thousands of people or investors and and the message will spread. and And I can't write these books if I'm cleaning my windows. It just doesn't compute. And so you must say no and become the Oprah of your life. And if people have a problem with it, like, understand that one negative um, opinion can't stop you from helping 10,000, 100,000, a million people. Totally, you just can't.
0: Let's, so let me, let me ask you. I'm going to slip in the last one here. How to beat the deadbeat devil on your shoulder.
1: Well, you got, you got the deadbeat devil on your shoulder in the morning, right? And, uh, you know, <laughs> I watch a little bit of Netflix <laughs> At night, look at you know, this
0: series. I just don't want to. But yes, for this series. As I, soon as
1: you're done this one, the next one will come out. That, that no, 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 oh, I just got to watch this. No, one that's it. not
0: me. That's not me. But this one did get me. I'll have. To, I admit. I admit. Yeah.
1: And, and so the deadbeat <laughs> devil is. It goes back to that motivation and drive we talked about earlier. Is that we all have the deadbeat devil on our shoulder, and we've all fought the battle with it. And you just have to decide that at the end of your life, when you look back, will you say? I did not miss an episode of Seinfeld. In fact, I watched every episode three times. <laughs> you're not gonna sit there and say, you're gonna, you know, you, somebody might say, oh yeah, you laughed a lot. Yeah, I watched a little bit of Seinfeld, but you're gonna yeah. say, no, I, I did this, I accomplished this, I built legacy wealth for my family. Um, you know, I don't wanna go, but if I'm gonna go in this rocking chair, I feel comfortable with what I've been able to achieve. And I also feel like I've become the best version of myself. And so you really have to have a long-term approach to beat that deadbeat devil because there's going to be days and there's going to be periods in our life especially when if you let negative news get into your head and, and you know that the sky is falling which it is not falling it is an opportunity for growth and improvement and personal development here and for us to grow businesses and make great deals and all of this stuff That you got to look at it that way and you got to be like you know what i will enjoy a little bit of stuff know i'm not saying never watch a movie never watch netflix but i'm saying just like everything else there's this much allowed of it in my life and then i'm going to do what i was put here to do which is not consume content but be a producer of greatness in this world
0: Craig, the amount of information you're sharing or condensing here it's i'm not blowing smoke man this is a lot of good stuff so and obviously I maybe I just have a bias towards really enjoying this information as well but I think people listening to this the stuff you just shared in this short amount of time incredible stuff man seriously I'm well, not I', trying I to, appreciate I'm not trying to blow smoke and, and, and I want I'm gonna call out the perfect week formula the book and and, and um, this this book like every chapter it's almost like you've taken 10 books that I've read and condensed all the best points down into that chapter do you Thank know what you. I mean because like, I do see themes of things that I have read other places. But now I feel like I have one book where I can tell someone, hey, if you're struggling with anything about productivity, purpose, getting things done, you know your own goals, this book just kind of summarizes everything. It's really, really good. And I might have a little bit of confirmation bias because I'm a big believer in the Eisenhower box that you have in here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I personally, that just really works for me. So maybe I saw that you had that and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's in there. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I do believe it. So well, incredible stuff, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll just
1: say this to everybody. Cause they're probably, I want to remind you that there was a time when I was not productive, not successful. I was, a, you know, I grew up a broke, struggling, binge drinking, socially anxious, introverted farm boy who became a broke, struggling, introverted, socially anxious, personal trainer Who didn't want to be any of those things? And the books are so filled, and this conversation is so filled with nuggets because they're all things that I have had to learn the hard way, and I put them in these books so that you don't have to spend, you know, as like from two thousand, you know, so even when I graduated my undergrads in nineteen ninety eight, and you know, I should be a mature adult there. I made a lot of stupid decisions for another twelve years almost, and I want to help you avoid everybody listening, avoid those. And I don't care how old you are, whether you're 16 or 66, you'll get something out of this. In fact, uh, my girlfriend's uh, grandma, who's 82, just said, I loved your book and and I got so much out of it. And I've changed some things. We can all learn learn at any age. And I just want to help you make more time for what matters. That's all that matters to me.
0: For your coaching, where is it your website? Because someone's going to be interested for sure in, in learning about your coaching programs and your different workshops and stuff. Where is the yeah. best place to get information on that?
1: So go to craigballantyne.com and that's the best place to get information on me, get the books, all that sort of stuff. I also am—I uh, like email, so if anybody just wants to email me, I have a very unique website, craig at godfather.com. Um, it's godfather.com, like, like, youth, like, <laughs> like it's you not it spelled is. funny or anything, it's <laughs> godfather.com. And then I'm also, if anybody does use social media, the, uh, generally the younger folks on Instagram at Real Craig Valentine. So connect with me anyway. I'm happy to, uh, to point you in the right direction to help you overcome any obstacles because I love hearing from ambitious people who, who are listening to the show.
0: Craig, thank you, man. I really, really appreciate this. Thank you very much. That's a lot. And I'm going to be bugging you for more of this stuff. Seriously, this is huge. So awesome. Yeah, I mean, hey, we can do this doing. again in a couple months. Totally. Awesome. we Will do. Later, Craig. See you, man. Hey, everyone. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode with Craig. We did that call over Zoom, so I hope the audio came out okay for you there. Um, If you want any real estate information, remember, you can always go to www.rockstarinnercircle.com. That is www.rockstarinnercircle.com. For a short time, we are doing our introductory training classes virtually. So you can register for the next class at www.rockstarinnercircle.com. Until next time, your life, your terms.